world's becoming a dangerous place for us women. Lipstick Bodyguard looks just like an innocent little lipstick, but it'll instantly drop any attacker to his knees so you can get away unharmed. Lipstick Bodyguard, fear no evil. Get yours today, only at LipstickBodyguard.com. With all the new threats to our personal safety, keeping our aging parents safe in today's world can seem overwhelming. This week on Parents Are Hard To Raise, our favorite personal security expert, Anthony Calandro, brings his unique brand of wisdom to bear on some very interesting listener email questions. Welcome to Parents Are Hard to Raise, helping families grow older together without losing their minds. I'm elder care expert Diane Berardi. Longtime listeners will recognize this week's guest expert as the guy who helps keep our parents and us safer with his unique brand of wit and wisdom. Anthony Calandro is a nationally recognized personal security expert who has spent most of his adult life helping others to protect their most valuable assets, meaning themselves and their loved ones. He's a frequent guest expert on national radio and television programs, a much-valued resource of this program and of our Parents Are Hard to Raise family. I'm forever asking for his advice for clients and for our listeners. He and his dog, Winston, are here in the studio with us today. Anthony, welcome back to Parents Are Hard to Raise. Hey, Di, how are you today? Good, how are you doing? <laughs> good, good, good. So, uh, what do you want me to do? So, I have a question for you. Go ahead. <clears throat> I was uh, on... A previous show, we had been talking to uh, Dr. Gianni Pirelli, and I was talking to him about, you know, when a relative, uh, you know, starts to maybe make decisions that we feel, you know, aren't um, how they usually act or their behaviors cause us to question whether they can live independently or drive or whatever. And we have concerns. We get calls with concerns about, um, you know, my, my dad ha has a gun. He's, you know, been a hunter all his life. But now I'm a little nervous about him having the gun in the home. What do we do? How do we get him maybe to give up his guns or... You know, I've been in the, the gun industry since 1992, and I could share 10,000 stories, okay. positive, negative, and indifferent of this exact scenario where uh, someone is, uh, you know, their mental capacity is dwindling, or physical capacity, or they pass away suddenly, and the family is left with these guns, and they don't know if they're loaded or unloaded. They don't know what the value right. is. <clears throat> Excuse me. They don't know what the proper legal channels are. And it, I'm going to, disclaimer before we talk further... Every state is different. Okay. All right. I, I'm versed pretty well in New Jersey uh, law. I'm not a lawyer, though, but every state is different, so you have to check out your local and state laws. The NRA Institute for Legislative a uh, Action, NRA ILA website, has the firearms laws and what the laws are for transferring of firearms, bequeathing firearms to a, from a loved one. So please, I encourage everybody to check that out. But 
you know, 31% of all firearms accidents are due to the fact that a gun wasn't properly locked or secured. Okay. So now you have, let's say you have grandpa and he's starting to lose it a little bit. You have to worry about home health aides coming in the house, stealing the guns. You have to worry about maybe the cleaning service. The local mechanic comes in to fix the boiler and they find a gun in the basement. And now dad might not remember it's even missing. Right. So once you, you need to take action. Now it's hard. It's like taking an older person's car keys away. Right. <laughs> They're going to they're gonna fight you, right? <laughs> but you have to say, Dad or Mom, this is for our safety, for your safety. Can we get an inventory of your firearms? Do you know what the approximate value is? Uh, You've got to be careful also because they could have some war relics that in, under today's laws could be considered assault rifles. Oh, okay. they could have they could have <laughs> yeah. like in New Jersey, if they have a World War One trench knife, which is basically a knife with brass knuckles on it. In New Jersey, it's a felony to possess a trench knife. Really? Yeah, and I've seen <laughs> many of them, you know, and we get kids and we get spouses that bring stuff in that, uh, you know, uh, that people come in and say, my, my dad passed. We don't know what these worth. Sometimes their guns are loaded. Because they're, they're afraid of them. We've gone to people's houses. So which, the first thing you could do is you could put child safety-proof locks. You can get them for free at any police station. Okay. The National Shooting Sports Foundation has this thing called Project Child Safe. But it's, it's to make safe guns. You can go to any police department, the firearms unit, or a clerk unit, and ask for gun locks. Okay. You, you don't have to buy them. So guns should be locked up. Ammo needs to be secured. You know, Grandpa might have been a reloader. You might have 10 or 20 pounds of powder in the house, reloading powder, presses. You might have lead. You might have uh, uh, furnaces that they use to melt the lead. There's a lot of old-school stuff out there I've seen in garage sales. But you have to have a, a talk with the family with the elder person and say, you know, we, we want to categorize them. Maybe they, you know, like in New Jersey, as long as mom or dad write in their will that they're going to leave you their guns, uh -huh. you can inherit those guns as long as you're legally capable of possessing them. You don't need to fill out any paperwork or anything. Oh, really? Okay. Correct. But there has to be a paperwork trail okay. for that. So every state is going to be different. Right. Some, some states, you can't just take their guns. Okay. <laughs> right. uh, but what will happen is... If they pass, so a lot of people call the cops, and the cops come and take them, and the guns are never to be seen again. Okay. Uh, and there might be stuff there that was worth a lot. That's the other thing. You can pump it up when you're talking to grandpa or grandma and say, you know, these were your guns for a long time, and grandson Billy might want them, so he should know the history behind them, Dad. Can we catalog these guns? Okay. When did you buy it? What did you use it for? How much did you pay? Is it a war rally? Pump the person up, right? Okay. So in a covert manner, you're going to get them to spill the beans. If right. you go up and say, Dad, we, in case you die, we want to know all about your guns. Right. Give us the info and what they're worth. You're going to meet with resistance. Sure. But if you talk about carrying on the family tradition, we want to know the history. Tell us about these guns. Do you have the internet? I'll search for you, mom or dad. Right. Get all of the info. Find out if they have anything hidden. You'd be surprised. People find little derringers in shoes. I was going to say houses. that, yes, closets. I mean, you find right. things. You know, so now what do you do with those Correct. Things? So, well, you have to assume, all of our listeners here, you have to assume every firearm's loaded. Okay. Your finger stays off the trigger, and you keep the gun pointed in a safe direction. What you can do is, there's reputable gun dealers out there. You could call a gun store okay. and say, listen, I found something. Would you guys come? And, and most will do it, because they'll want to make an offer to buy it, too. Right. And today with the Internet, you, you really can't get ripped off. Right. Unless you're really naive, you know, because you can identify what the firearm is and you can kind of Google it and you can get 
an approximate price on what it's worth. Okay. So it's not like a gun store is going to come in and say, oh, yeah, it's a junk. I'll give you $10 for it or something. They know. They'll show you what the blue book of gun values are. But somebody can come in and make it safe. Or if you have a family member who's versed in firearms, you know, you have an Uncle Ralph that goes hunting and he owns a bunch of guns and he goes to the range all the time. Call him up to find that, you know, the gun and make it safe. You can also covertly, if the, the mental capacity is diminishing, you can start removing accessories like powder, ammunition, reloading supplies, anything that's explosive or flammable. Okay. You know, if they're not doing it anymore, if Gramps hasn't reloaded in 45 years, you can start doing a little spring cleaning and get rid of all of that stuff. And most hazardous material like that will be taken by the fire department. Oh, okay. Okay. They're okay. Also, they also have hazardous uh, pickups, hazardous drop-off points where they'll they'll do stuff like that too. But you can contact your local, you know, uh, uh, um, administrator in your town and say when when are they doing a hazardous pickup or you know uh, like the that's when they'll usually pick up batteries and stuff. Right. Okay. And most of them will take ammunition. They'll take powder. They'll take primers. So that's another thing you have to do. But I'm always concerned of the guns getting stolen. Right. You okay. know, I'm always concerned of the guns getting stolen, so it it would be behoove you to secure them. So again, when you're going over everything with the elderly person, you can have them show you how to make them clear. Then after you put them away, you can throw locks on them. You can do inventory. I recommend taking pictures of everything that okay. you have. Okay. Uh, close up of the serial numbers to keep okay. them, make a little folder on your iCloud or phone. Uh, these are little things to worry about. You know, if someone's becoming, you know, detached from reality, right. they could end up hurting themselves or someone else, too. Exactly. I mean, we never thought of the elderly. You know, we don't we don't think of them as, uh, you know, someone who's going to hurt someone. But it's just when we were talking to Dr. Pirelli, you know, we, we're dealing with things, uh, you know, with that we've never dealt with before because people are living longer. And so these are just things that come up. And, you know, going into someone's home, uh, dealing with nurses, dealing with um, visiting physicians. Uh, visiting grandchildren? Right. I mean, people going into homes. And, you know, these are all things now, you know, questions we have to ask, you know, is there a gun in the home mm -hmm. or what? Sometimes people don't know don't Correct. remember you know family there's wives that don't know Correct. you know so oh we get it all the time my husband passed away i've never gone to the range i don't know what he has charlie and i we've gone over people's houses okay and we've <laughs> opened the lockers and go oh my god you know the guy has 60 guns and he has all of this stuff but another approach would be to say grandma and grandpa listen you know the, the grandchildren come over Right. And, you know, they're inquisitive and they're searching around and stuff. So if there's anything that you can remember, uh, can we secure it? You know, so it's it's kind of good to address when they're younger. And again, yeah. using that angle that we're collecting family history uh, is much better than, Dad, we're cataloging this so when you go off the deep end, we can take it all. Right, exactly. You know, yeah, we don't yeah, want to do that. Yeah, that's right. probably not going not, not gonna to no. work well. No. Uh, you know, or in case you have a sudden death, uh, we're going to take a, You <laughs> yeah. can't do that, no, obviously. No, we can't do that. No, so, we can't. so I would I would approach it that way. Uh, and you'd be surprised. We get a lot of World War II and Korean War stuff uh, that comes in to be identified. And to be honest with you, for all of your listeners, uh, the chances of you finding a single army coat that's worth a million dollars is like getting hit by lightning. Most guns are worth a few hundred to a few thousand dollars. Ah, and we'll be back with Anthony Calandro after the break.
I want to tell you about my friend Katie. Katie is a nurse and she was attacked on her way home from work. She was totally taken by surprise. And although Katie is only five feet tall and 106 pounds, she was easily able to drop her six foot four, 250 pound attacker to his knees and get away unharmed. Katie wasn't just lucky that day. She was prepared. In her pocketbook, a harmless looking lipstick, which really contained a powerful man-stopping aerosol propellant. It's not like it was in our grandmother's day. Today, just going to and from work or to the mall can have tragic consequences. The FBI says a violent crime is committed every 15 seconds in the United States, and a forcible rape happens every five minutes. And chances are, when something happens, no one will be around to help. It looks just like a lipstick, so no one will suspect a thing, which is important since experts say getting the jump on your attacker is all about the element of surprise. Inside this innocent-looking lipstick is the same powerful stuff used by police and the military to disarm even the most powerful armed aggressor. In fact, National Park Rangers use the very same formula that's inside this little lipstick to stop 2,000-pound vicious grizzly bears dead in their tracks. It's like carrying a personal bodyguard with you in your purse or your pocket. Darkness brings danger. Muggers and rapists use darkness to their advantage. We all know what it's like to be walking at night and hear footsteps coming at us from behind. Who's there? If it's somebody bad, will you be protected? Your life may depend on it. My friend Katie's close call needs to be a wake-up call for all of us, myself included. Pick up a lipstick bodyguard and keep it with you always. You're listening to Parents Are Hard to Raise. Now, thanks to you, the number one elder care talk show on planet Earth. Listen to this and other episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and on demand using the iHeartRadio app. And I just want to read a listener's email from Dr. Chloe from Queensland, Australia. I'm always encouraging people to email us with questions, etc. And I, this email I got, and it just brought tears to my eyes because, you know, doing this show, I'm always saying I, I, I. I you know, get guests that I think will be helpful for you and topics we talk about. And I want to make sure that I'm giving you information that, you know, is helpful. It's, uh, you know, but it, it makes you feel good, but it, it maybe makes your parents feel good, whatever I can do. And sometimes I'm like, I hope I'm doing that. I hope you guys are getting something out of it. And this is really encouraging. Dear Diane, I absolutely love your show. I'm a British GP now living and working in Australia with the RFDS, the Royal Flying Doctor Service. Mum and Dad are 9,000 miles away and always on my mind. Both are in their 80s and in relative good health. But as an only child, I'm often torn between my life and career here in Australia and my family back home. The information you share every week helps to ease the burden of long-distance caregiving and helps to put my mind at ease. I've shared your show with many colleagues here and back in England. I especially enjoy the topic of harmonica therapy for pulmonary rehabilitation, which I shared with a friend whom is a respiratory medicine doctor in Edinburgh. I have even given mom listening to your show. Can you believe it? She especially enjoys hearing those old stories from your mom and dad, Joe and Annette. 
They'll be happy to hear that. Keep up the great work. We certainly need it out here. Thank you so much. And I just wanted to share that with our listeners. That's really encouraging for me and I'm sure for our listeners. So I'm back with Anthony Calandro. And he's a nationally recognized personal security expert. And we were talking about um, guns and uh, what to do if, you know, mom or dad, mom or dad has a gun and uh, they're, you know, maybe in the beginnings of dementia or something. And now, Anthony, what I wanted to talk about is I know we're talking in the U.S. and um, you're here in New Jersey, but we have uh, listeners from all over the world. What I'm sure that it's different. <laughs> it is. It is, in fact, completely different. In in the United States, it's completely different state to state. So, and since I'm not versed in uh, foreign countries, everybody who's listening to your show in Queensland and the UK, they should con- consult with their local police or constabularies or constables, whoever is the local law enforcement, they should reach out to them to get the information on what to do. And that's a smart thing to do uh, before someone passes away, actually. Research the laws, whether it's the Internet or legal search or or ask a lawyer friend and find out before something happens because, you know, they might own something that is considered contraband today, you know. Grandpa might have been a rebel and said, I'm not turning this thing in that they banned in Australia 26 years ago. And then he passes 10 years from now, and now Junior takes it home, you know, and they're a felon by by possession. Yeah. so You don't realize these things. Correct. It happens all the time. So people need to be careful. So for everybody that's in a different country, find out what the local and government laws are and make sure you adhere to them. Okay. I had an interesting conversation the other day with someone who um, his uncle passed away and he said, oh, I have to go to uh, his safety deposit box. Um, You know, I know he has some guns in there at the bank, you know, and this this fellow was in New Jersey, you know, and I said to him, well, I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can, you know, just go into the bank and take the guns and just bring them, put them in your car and drive home. Well, why not? He said, you know, they're in his safety deposit box. The bank must know. I said, I don't know if the bank would even know that there's guns in a safety deposit box. I said, you better check with an attorney. I said, you could you could wind up in jail if you get stopped. I said, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can't do that. Oh, I don't think so. I would just tell, I'll just put him in a gym bag, you know. And I, I go, but what if you got stopped? So, Anthony, in a situation like that, what <laughs> could you tell me? What Just for our listeners to know these Every things. state, every country is going to be different. In New Jersey... If those guns were not bequeathed to him, it would be a felony for him to pick those handguns up and drive them out of there. Okay. okay. <laughs> Class three felony, which would be three to five years in prison, up to $150,000 fine. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if those guns were not legally left to him or if okay. he was not the legal heir, he would have to call law enforcement to come and remove those firearms. Okay. And then he can always petition to try to get them transferred to him, but not not sure that, that he'd probably ever get them back. All right. See, that that's why these things need to be addressed ahead of time. Yeah. Like yeah. everything else with our parents. Correct. You know, we do. So now if they were left to him, I guess. Then he would just possess them. 
he could would have he a piece go of, to, Could he go to the bank? Yes. And make them he, safe and transfer them home. He can yes. drive them home. Yes. Okay. If he was illegal, legally possessing them. Okay. Uh, which would be if, if there was something in writing that his uh, his uncle left them to him. Okay. Otherwise, in New Jersey, you can't... You can't... If, you're, if your husband says to you, take my gun to the range to shoot in New Jersey, a handgun, that's a felony. You can't transport your husband's handgun. You can transport long guns, but not handguns. And again, every state is different. Don't know what the different country or state laws, but yeah, people need to know that. So, and you know, so like that nephew thinks he's doing a favor. If he was to get pulled over by the cops, he could literally go to prison for three to five years. Yeah, that's what I was saying to him. Now, he's like, oh, he had no idea. You know, people don't think about these things. No, no. You know, I mean, because he just knew he had these guns in the safety deposit box. But, you know, he's not thinking... No, nobody's thinking with criminal intent. Right. That's the yeah. problem. Everybody's thinking, oh, I'm going to take these home and make them safe. Right. But, in fact, it's the wrong thing to do. You'd be surprised, people. You know, again, we're talking to the world here. All the battles in Europe and World War One, World War Two, Asia, you know, we have the Korean War and everything. People have a lot of contraband at home that a lot of countries have deemed possession to be a felony. Right. You don't think that. Yeah. So you have to, you know, Grandpa might have a nice collection of stuff in the basement that we all thought was cool when we were kids. Right. And now we possess possess it and we're felons yeah and you'd be surprised listeners how could it happen somebody tries to break into your house you call the police to file a report the police start looking around and they notice that trench knife on the coffee table in the basement whose is this mine my grandfather left it to me good turn around and put your hands together oh my god that's how right. things happen yeah you okay. don't realize no you can no. have a fire in the house the fire department <laughs> responds the police they put it out they're looking around and they see six long guns leaning against the wall what is that oh my grandfather passed away three weeks ago and i took these out of his house oh look at this one it's an m1 carbine in new jersey that's a, an assault rifle turn around put your hands together so you need to learn this. It's a small investment to make up front. Again, use those angles with the, with the elderly. You know, we, we want to document family history. We want to document the inventory to pass on to future generations. But we know what we're really doing. We're checking that they're empty. We're making right. them safe. We're putting locks on them. We're removing the contraband, you know, a little bit at a time, ammo or any other extraneous stuff. And then you can look up things and ask questions you know you could like local gun stores or gun ranges you can print out photos and walk in and say is this good is this legal right can I, okay. and they'll tell you right out and we do it all the time and like i and like we were talking about if a parent dies or an uncle or an, and you're in the home and then you find things so the same thing call you can a call professional. a professional yes. to yeah because you don't know Correct. you know a lot of people don't know what's hiding if you have reputable gun stores or gun ranges in the neighborhood, they're going to be uh, stand-up because they're not shady. Because, like, I have my business. Uh, when people come in and we appraise firearms for them, we open the blue book, we show them the three levels of pricing, and then we make an offer to buy it because I don't want to take a $50,000 gun from a little old lady for $500, then she finds out three months later and it ruins our reputation. Right, you know? sure. It's, it's not worth it. Right. So we're straight up honest with everybody, and most reputable businesses would do the same. And, and us gun people, we're a tight fraternity. We're always willing to educate people.
Which is what people you know, need. Correct. Really. Well, yeah. You're not you're not going to walk in and we're going to make fun of you. We're gonna we're gonna spend twenty minutes with you and we're gonna explain to you what you have, what it is, what else you should look for. You know, like if you showed something to Charlie, he'd be like, first thing, do you have a holster for that too? Because it's worth three times as much with the holster. And you'd be like, I think I saw Grandpa with a holster. Right. You know, when I was <laughs> when I was thirty years old. And you can go back and look for it. So we would we would help in that situation too. And even I guess like you were saying, knives. Things that we wouldn't, uh, I mean. Knives that open out the front, automatic switchblades, brass knuckles, knives with brass knuckles built into them. In New Jersey, those are all felonies to possess. So, and that stuff you just can't transfer. Like, you can't just say, well, Grandpa had it from 1942 and now I'm going to keep it. Right. Stuff like that has to be turned in or destroyed, believe it or not, which we're destroying history. Yeah. I would take it and donate it to a museum and they'd put your grandfather's name on it, you know, graciously donated by John Smith or whatever. That's always another angle if you want to follow the letter of the law or you might like in in the united states have a friend that you can send it to out of state or if you have a vacation home in florida you can have an ffl ship it the fire federal firearms license dealer ship it to another state for you where you could legally possess that right again european countries and south america i don't know right okay and here in the u.s every state is, is completely, completely different. different yes which is amazing we wouldn't have this conversation if we were in arizona or alaska right now you would just take all the stuff and bring it over to your house right and it would be done and people you know when you think about it you know what if you know if you live in pennsylvania and then you and your uncle's in new jersey and then you find all these things so you what happens then? You you have to. Is it is it the laws in New Jersey and Pennsylvania? It, it, <laughs> it depends where the final destination is. Again, that is tricky. Yeah. Now, if, if Grandpa lived in PA, chances are almost everything he owns isn't legal in New Jersey. Okay. okay? If it's the other <laughs> way around, chances are you could. But now here you go. If you're taking this stuff, which is contraband in New Jersey, and transporting it to Pennsylvania, that whole entire transport time you're a felony. Whoa. If it's not Jersey legal stuff. Okay. okay. And don't think you're going to get a police escort. They're not going to be in front of you. They're going to be behind you. <laughs> oh, okay. So what you yeah. might want to do is like some stuff like that, a, a licensed federal firearms dealer like myself, we can come with our license okay. and take that stuff and ship it to a federal firearms dealer in Pennsylvania. And then you drive there and pick it up. Okay. That's how you can legally get it from one state to another. Right. So again, it's, it's, it's not easy. No. It, it's not easy. And many states have books, you know, state firearms laws. New Hampshire has one. I just saw Florida's. Uh, I saw Atlanta's not too long ago. New Jersey, we have one, and that can answer your questions, too. And, you know, if you Google it and check the Internet, make sure the source is not just somebody posting. Make sure the source is from a government agency or law enforcement agency okay. that's giving you the direction. You don't want to go on somebody's opinion. Right, right. You can you can easily do that yeah, on the internet. Yeah, sometimes the first hit is off a thread of a forum. Right. And you're like, oh, okay, that's what the law is. Mm, you know, and then 60 responses down, a lawyer steps in and says, no, that's the wrong response. This is the right response. So, you know, you got to be careful. The internet is not always right. Right. Yeah. Well, I always encourage everybody go to the experts. You know, I mean, that's just how I always feel. If you don't know, go to the experts. And if you go to one person and they don't know, they'll send you to someone else hopefully Correct. you know so so now do you have any other just little tidbit of safety for us 
Make sure that your uh, peephole cover is uh, uh, covered in the front door of the house because there's a reverse peephole viewer that someone can put up to the door and look right into your house. It's available on Amazon.com for $20, reverse peephole viewer. Always tape or cover the inside of the peephole on your front and back door of your house. Perfect. Thank you so much. I hope this episode helped you with something you may be dealing with at this moment. Please keep emailing your questions and comments and share as much detail as you can. Because listeners just like you come here each week for insight and inspiration. And your story can also help someone else. Please keep emailing me at dianeparentsarehardtoraise.org or just click the green button on our homepage. If you found something helpful in this episode, subscribe to our show on iHeartRadio, iTunes, or your favorite podcast app. And I'd be so grateful if you'd share this episode with your family, coworkers, and friends. Episode number 67. Parents Are Hard to Raise is a CounterSync Media production. The music used in this broadcast was managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. Our New York broadcaster, oh, our New York producer is Joshua Green. Our broadcast engineer is Well Gambino. And from our London studios, the melodic voice of our announcer, Miss Dolly D. Thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to reading your comments. And can't wait till we meet up again on the next episode of Parents Are Hard to Raise. Till then... May you forget everything you don't want to remember. And remember everything you don't want to forget. See you again next week.